0: And I'm going to, hopefully, tell you about the runner's riddle. Have you caught that? The runner's riddle. How many likes riddles? Sometimes I don't get them, but I like riddle. Sometimes I think and think and think and think, but never come up. Okay, tell me what the riddle was. Okay, the runner's riddle. There's two men in a race. The first, I want you to remember, there's two men in this race. And the first is a perfect runner. Did you catch that? First one was a perfect runner. He was fast and he was strong and he was skilled and confident. One who only runs in perfect races. The second runner is slow, clumsy, weak and unsteady. He's never been in a race where he didn't stumble and fall multiple times before the race is over. So which runner do you think you are? You can keep it to yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking that. Okay, the two compete, these two runners compete in a marathon of widely varying, and at times, dangerous terrain. In other words, it's a different variances of races, if I'm saying that right. And have you ever thought about the race that we are in? Not a physical race. Used to love to run when I was a kid. (laughs) You know, we'd race each other, would we not? Catch me if you can. You know, I was kind of short, small, and I could run pretty fast. Well, I'm still short. But I can't run very fast. I really can't. (laughs) It's like, without doing that. And the second runner finds himself far behind and f- and he's falling continuously he just falls he's always running behind and he falls continuously for the entire length of the race but this first runner i kind of picture him kind of perfect in looks too you know what i'm saying kind of chiseled out here you know got maybe got some muscles you know because you know a runner i've never uh ran in a marathons anybody in a Ran in a marathon in here? No, I'm not kidding. (laughs) The only marathon that came to my mind was the Boston Marathon. You know, you've done 5Ks. But we are in a marathon. We really are. We're in a marathon today. Now, remember, this is a riddle about two runners. And the first one was what? Perfect runner. And the second one was what? Yeah, that's a good word for it. And the first runner, he, he performs with great speed and skill. Now I know when I was thinking of the Boston Marathon, those runners that participate prepare themselves. Now, I can't say they're all perfect. I don't know. You know. I've never participated in one. I've done some Walks before, but I've never been in a race before. Never been in a marathon, as far as in this fleshly body. says, in the most treacherous of terrain, he falls only once, and apart from that, he runs perfectly. You ever see somebody that does something perfectly? You look at them and you go, man, their life seems really perfect. They got it together. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question. Now you've got two runners. One is a perfect runner, only runs in perfect races. The second was clumsy and not very skilled. So who wins the race? Who wins the race? Think about it for a minute. Okay. Well, do you think maybe the first one would win the race because he was a perfect runner, lots of speed, I mean, our fleshly mind would think, well, he's going to win the race because he's the fastest and, you know, he's got the speed and that type of thing. Yeah, but we know, yeah, Hare and the Tortoise, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, (laughs) well, we know who won that race, don't we? (laughs) But what you got to remember about that first runner and then this riddle of the two runners, what did the first runner do? He only ran in what? So, if he falls, right, maybe only once, right? When he fell, it was no longer a perfect race for him. So he didn't win the race. But the second runner, he, he isn't running in a perfect race. Didn't say he was running in a perfect race like the first runner. It just said that he was slow and clumsy, weak, <laughs> come on. I'm thinking, hmm, that's me at times. I'm not perfect. And I'd be crazy to put myself in a perfect race as far as, even in the flesh. I couldn't do the Boston Marathon or any type of marathon. I probably couldn't even walk a mile. I'd give it my best shot, but I'd be gone. Well, I'll tell about the time I was in Israel and we went to the En Gedi where David hid from Saul. And of course, it's it's mountain is what it is. It's just a mountain. So I'm walking along and I'm taking pictures. Now, I was out of shape. It may, this may not be a very good example, but I don't know, it just came to my mind. Because, kind of picture, because it's like a two hour walk, but we were gonna do it in a shorter time because you know we had other places to go and see and all that. So the rest of the people, because I was probably about 60 pounds overweight and really, really out of shape. Well, I thought, I'm walking. You know, I'm walking. I'm not running. I'm walking. So I'm trying to take pictures of En because it's really beautiful. (laughs) And I'm walking up the mountain, right? So I I had to put my camera up because I couldn't breathe and take pictures at the same time. But I really honestly thought I was so out of shape. I really honestly thought gonna have a heart attack, Lord. It's not a bad place to die, but, you know. But I don't think I want to die just yet, Lord. I mean, I really thought I was gonna have a heart attack because I was so out of breath. And then you would see guides with a b- bunch of children of all ages, you know, students. I'm assuming they were students. And of course, they had, they had uh, protection with them. You know, they had their guns with them. And so this one stopped and she said, can I help you? And I'm trying to tell her, I just got to catch my breath. I just got to catch my breath. So I'm going to compare this to like a race, because the other others had already went before me, and they're already, you know, Jennifer went before me, the rabbi went before me, and they were already probably, what i say, the top of in getting. I wasn't. So I'm going to compare it to the race. And so she said, OK, you know, I said, God, get my breath and she said okay are you sure yeah I'm okay yeah so I kind of got my breath and then you had these little I'm going to call them I don't know if they're springs or little creeks in the mountain and there was another set of students with their guide and of course you know they got a gun on them I mean you're in Israel and so they had to cross this little spring or something and not that it was a deep or anything I could have just walked in the water and these little they were boys and they said something in hebrew and i really don't know why i went english english (laughs) like that and they went you've been saved you've been saved and they helped me across that little springer creek so that gave me you know that had to be the lord that had to be the lord when i stop and think about it because it gave me i got a refreshing from the Lord because that it touched my heart it did, it touched my soul that these little boys they didn't know that I had to stop because I couldn't catch my breath I was, well, they probably seen that I was big but you know but they didn't know what had happened just before so, it, so I finally caught up with everybody and going down was a whole lot easier than going up but I crossed the finish line if you want to put it that way so if somebody will get Proverbs 24:16, I'll give you and I'm going to do a little bit more here. but when the second runner, when he fails, when he falls, the race isn't over for him. Because what does he do?? Because if he keeps falling, during the length of the race, he keeps getting back up. anybody's got it just read it for me so we're in this spiritual race and if you think you have to be perfect to run this race anybody think that and uh, and a lot of people think they have to get their life in order before they can come to Christ because the scripture says come ye that are levy heavy laden yeah weak and heavy laden what was the second runner? He was weak. He was clumsy. Boy, it described me to a T. You know, certain things I'm clumsy at. So 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, and I'll read that one. It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? We are all in this room here running in a race. It's a spiritual race. Thank goodness. Because my hammer man's a whole lot stronger than my hour man. But we are running in a race. But the flesh is going to war against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And as Pastor Mary just said, we are going to have obstacles that come in the way. And I wrote the word patience down. Preparation. You know, like I said, those that run in the Boston Marathon or any marathon are and I'm sure Donna did some type, type of preparation for her, what'd you say, K-5? I mean, it, it'd be like me going to that without doing any type of preparation. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be gone before it really started, you know what I'm saying? But one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. Now if the first runner hadn't just run in perfect races because they both were running in the race but his race was over because he he only wanted to run in perfect races. Doesn't say that when he fell he got back up. <laughs> oh man, that was perfect. There's that one. because the second runner every time he fall, every time he got clumsy or, or if he stumbled, but he kept getting up. He kept getting up. whenever he failed, he kept getting up during the race until he crossed the finish line. So the winner is not the, the best runner. It's not the perfect runner. Right? But it's who crosses the finish line to obtain the prize. And it is Hebrews 12 and 1. And it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight And the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, y'all know me, and y'all know at one time I had no patience. Literally, I had no patience. My sister can probably testify to that too. I didn't have patience. I really didn't. I didn't. And there are times that wants to rise up again. And it is hard to wait sometimes upon the Lord, isn't it? But I went through a trial. Not only did it teach me forgiveness, but it taught me a little more patience. That I couldn't just fly off off the handle, as we say. I couldn't just do what I wanted to do or say what I wanted to say, like, There were a bottle of peas against the wall, you know. I didn't have no patience. But thank God that through that trial or through any temptation or trial or valleys that we're going through, it helps us to grow spiritually. And don't think that you're not going to fall. And don't think that if you do fall, or if we do sin, because the scripture come to mind when I was reading this riddle about the runners. Paul said, little children, sin not. But if you do sin, he says, we have an advocate with the Father. And it brought David to my mind, because David seen Bathsheba taking a bath, didn't he? And maybe David should have been with his army, but he wasn't. And most of us know the story about David and Bathsheba. David committed adultery. Now the scripture says David was a man after God's own heart. But he fell, didn't he? Okay, he fell. And then out of that fall, she becomes pregnant. So then out of that pregnancy, came to his mind, I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to bring you... Her husband's name was Uriah. I want to bring him home and let them get together and then, you know, come on. Does it sound like anything going on today? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just David, you know what I mean? And it wasn't just for back then. It happens today. There's nothing new under the sun. And so then that didn't work because Uriah was... Really devoted to his king, and I believe it said it slept at his gate. So the next thing, y'all know the story, committed murder. He said, You put him on the front lines because I don't know he's going to get killed. Now, I don't know what how I, David actually said it, other than put him on the front lines, or but. I've been in situations and I'm thinking, is this what David thought? Because I know this is what I thought when, not that I committed murder, you know, that type of thing. But I've done some things I shouldn't have done. You know, we all have. But we have to remember the runner's riddle. Because you're not gonna be in a perfect race. And if you keep falling, get up again. And if you keep falling, get up again. Because that first scripture in Proverbs says what? Righteous man falls how many times? So David wasn't perfect. But he knew who he sinned against. And he repented. When he laid his face flat on the floor with his arms stretched out like this and prayed, He was seeking God to see if his son or his baby would live. But he knew. That's why he was after God's own heart. Because he repented. He knew who he sinned against. It also brought to mind when Nathan the prophet came to him and told him. I don't know if it was called a parable or. But he told, yeah. About one man had. He was rich, basically had everything, and one, one little man had this one little lamb, and the rich man took the little lamb. What do you think should be done to that man, David? I'm paraphrasing. Well, it needs to be restored, you know. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. So the Lord is going to equip you. He's going to strip you. He's going to equip you. And he's given us everything to run this race. So don't think we have to be perfect. We have to trust the Lord, rely on the Lord, depend on him, and don't cry when he whips us because he loves us. And say, Lord, give me the patience to run this race. Because it doesn't matter how many times I fall, Pastor Mary, as long as I cross that finish line, or get up, and cross that finish line and obtain that prize that's waiting for us. And what is the prize? What is the prize that's waiting for us? I would rather take the judgment from God than man, because... And that's what I was getting ready to say, because we look at each other, or we look at other people that says they're Christians, and we think, why do they do that? You know, you might gasp a little bit. That's why I kind of like this. It's, it's not anything big revelation, but I kind of like this riddle. It's like, because we look at each other and think, bad, bad, bad. But none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. But that's why God did what he did took on the form of flesh, robed himself in flesh, and came and bled, died, and rose again. That you and I, that one of these days, will be totally like him. Totally like it. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Because you ever wonder why he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me on the cross? But he became sin. Your sin, my sin, your sin, your sin, your sin, your sin. The whole world, not just then. Past, present, future, sin, and it would have to, It had to be that way, or he wouldn't have took on all the world's sins. Because it says, "For God so loved the world." You all know that scripture. I know that's your favorite scripture. And Mary's right. He crossed the finish line carrying us, and he still carries us. Thank you, Jesus. I thank him for his mercy and his grace because without his mercy and grace, that I wouldn't be here. I really wouldn't be here. And I'm talking physically. I wouldn't be here. So I may be that slow and clumsy, stumbling runner, but I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to cross that finish line. I'm going to cross the finish line. Because I want to see Jesus. And I've always said, I don't care if there wasn't a mansion waiting for me or, you know, as long as Jesus is there. Because I don't want to ever be banned from, because David even wrote, and I'm paraphrasing again, Lord, don't take your spirit from me. You know? Yeah. And I think that's why he told... Aaron, his sons, to say to the children of Israel, may the Lord bless you and keep you, you know. And this was all before the day of Pentecost, Jesus came, you know, all that, but. So we are in this race. It says, for this race and this faith are not to those who run perfectly. Or never fall. Because even David, a man after God's own heart, fell. Solomon kind of fell in the end, didn't he? And you all know some examples in, in the Word. You know, Peter denied Christ three times. I don't know if you would consider a fall, but I believe his race would begin, you know, when Jesus said, follow, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You know, so my race started probably from the day we were born. To be honest with you, because that's what we were created to do—is to worship and to be with Him. That's what the Garden, Garden of Eden, was. Adam and Eve was put in there. To, I believe they worshiped the Lord. Scripture says they talked with Him in the cool of the day. You know. And our race doesn't end until either the Lord comes or we go by the way of the grave. But we know that he's coming back. But this is rather those who win or those who get up after having fallen. And those who fall and get up. Those who fall and get up. And those who fall and get up, those are the ones that are going to win. Cross the line. Tame that prize. Okay. The mission, if you choose to accept it. <laughs> I like this. It's so cute. It says, Commit today that no matter what, and how many times have you heard me say that no matter what comes my way, whoo, Lord. And there are days I go, okay, I ask for it, Lord. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It says, even if you fall, you'll keep running until you cross the finish line. And if you've fallen, make today the day you get up and get going. But do everything that you can. And how and what do we need to do not to fall? I had to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. I had to repent even though I didn't scream at that customer at TJ Maxx, but I had to repent because I really wanted to scream, honestly, because, Lord, I'm sorry I even let that get to me, you know. Didn't have much patience that day. (laughs) So let's run our race with patience and with love. One for another, kindness. I mean, that's all in the scripture. That's how we're going to run this race. Be kind one toward another. And if you see your brother needs help, and I'm saying brother as not just male, but brothers, you know, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Or Bic, brothers in Christ. <laughs> yeah. Because it said what? The strong shall bear the infirmities of the weak? Because we are all in this race. But don't think because you fall you can't get back up and you can't serve the Lord because you can. Because the scripture says a righteous man falls seven times. How does he fall seven times if he doesn't get back up? Yeah. Yeah. Because it isn't our righteousness anyway. It isn't my strength and my power that causes me to get back up because the flesh doesn't want to get back up. The flesh doesn't want to get up, get dressed, come to Sunday school. It doesn't want to do any of that. It doesn't want to fast. It doesn't want to pray. It doesn't want to read the word. Come on, it doesn't. But you know, when that inward man and that Holy Ghost starts stirring and you read a scripture and the Lord gives you something, it just there's no other feeling in the world that That you could obtain in this world. So let's run this race. And be prepared. And say Lord. You know I'm only human. I don't know about you guys. But sometimes I say. Oh Lord just wrap your arms around me. Just wrap your arms around me. You know, and he does. Or I say, Lord, let me feel your presence. I need to feel your presence right here, right now. And he does. Because that, ooh, it starts a stirring, you know. That's why he says those, what? Rivers of living waters. Draw from that. Draw from the Spirit. Draw from the Holy Ghost. If you've got, been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, that's your foundation and there's more there's more in here there's different levels that we are in Christ that helps us to run this race I don't want to go through some of the things that I've been through and know that might happen in the future you know some you never know what's going to happen in our life God knows God, He breathed the breath of life in us, and it is His breath that we're breathing. And Paul talked about running the race, too. And it's what's that scripture where it's not to the swiftest, the fastest, but He that endureth to then. End. And when I think of, and I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me, that's the only way I can run this race. It's the only way any of us can run this race. So let's be that second runner. I'm not saying fall, but I'm saying if we do, get up. Don't let the enemy tell you you can't get up because you can. And I know I'm harder on myself when I make the wrong choice or the wrong decision or when I fall. When I know I've done something I shouldn't have done. Or said something I shouldn't have said. I'm really hard on myself. And then I say, Lord, I just got to give it to you. Lord, forgive me. And help me to go on. Don't, don't let the enemy... And, he, and he's going to do that. He brings back things that I did 25, 30 years ago. You know. Yeah. And I have to tell him, hey... I already repented and asked God to forgive me, so there, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And then we said that earlier early in the service, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Because I know if he works on me, as he's going to work on you too. He's going to say, as they sang that or played that song, fear is a liar. He tells me, you're not good enough. You're never going to be what the Lord wants you to be. You're never going to fulfill your calling. Well, he's a liar. You know, I'm going to be 64 years old, and I think, Lord, I'm not getting any younger. You know. You know, I want to do this for you. But it has to be his time, his will, you know. And I love it when he just just talks to me. You know, sometimes in a small still voice. Sometimes it's like 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 you know, like a father, like my heavenly father, you know. But I hope you got something out of it. So God bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and give you peace.